Information security is, is not just a job. You go and you work 40 hours. There's a community of people. And probably what drives me in addition to that is the community helped me. Uh, when I was a naive CISO, I got a lot of help from my peers. I was able to bounce things off of them and say, here's how I'm thinking about this. And they would say, in my experience, here's what's worked or good job, that's, that's a great idea. From Cobalt at Home, this is Humans of InfoSec, a show about real people, their work, and its impact on the information security industry. I'm excited to continue our Confessions of a CISO series, where we're featuring awesome guests sharing personal and professional career highlights in a safe space. As Chief Information Security Officer for Principal Financial Group, Meg Anderson is responsible for the information security program for the global Fortune 500 company, including governance, risk and compliance, identity and access management, cyber defense operations, and more. She is passionate about enabling and accelerating business strategies while ensuring customer assets remain secure and the reputation of the company is upheld. Welcome to Humans of InfoSec, Meg. I'm so glad you could join me today. Thank you so much, Caroline. I'm so happy to be here. Meg, let's start out by sharing a little bit with our audience about your career. What do you want to share with us about some of your career highlights? Well, as a new CISO, I was very naive to the breadth of the role of CISO. I started out in IT and didn't really have information security in my sites in terms of a career. And, and I stayed in an area of our company doing just a number of different technology projects and roles. It was for our health insurance area. And I stayed there for just a short time, about 20 years, uh, which is a crazy amount of time, and uh, decided that I wanted to do something new. So I talked to my leader at the time and said, hey, I'm, I'm ready to, to look across the company and, and take on something new. The CISO role became available and I was the second CISO at principal and, and I began in 2008. And early in my career as CISO, there was so much demand for the services of my team around regulations. They were popping up in, in the early 2000s and uh, of course continue to today new technology, think about mobile phones, and then just more breaches and more incidents were becoming reality, both for people who were victims of identity theft and for companies where they were um, impacted by cyber incidents. So from a learnings point of view, I just learned the whole scope of information security. I, I learned from my team. I learned from vendors. I learned from peers. I learned myself, of course, by reading, listening to podcasts, all those kinds of things. But a couple things from a, a, a learning point of view, just understanding the business has been critical. And since the beginning of my career, I've participated in strategy discussions with our technology leadership. And about five years into my career, it became really obvious that we needed more talent to help mature our information security program and deliver on business goals and just the complexity of the growing technology landscape. So we looked at, uh, and I developed the information security, business information security officer role and structure at principal. And I consider that one of the things I'm most proud of because it really was a turning point for helping us to shift security left into the business. 
And then also my team sitting in corporate gained a lot of great perspective by having boots on the ground that were integrated with the business areas and, and really hearing more about how security was impacting day-to-day -day business decisions, whether that be holding things up or helping to demonstrate to a customer how we were protecting their data, which is a positive, of course. So it really helped with you know, what we call now, helping my team members understand the why of what they do. The, the business information security officers helped interpret and, and they just created a lot of two-way dialogue between the corporate team and the business team um, who have a direct connection to the customers. So it really gave, gave a lot of insight into why we do what we do. And another more recent highlight, I would say, in terms of my learning, was being able to connect security to business goals and asking what you need for both you and the business to be successful. And I say you, but I mean the information security team. The information security teams, I think at many companies, they, they feel like they're just up against so much pressure to make sure everything goes perfectly. And of course we all know that it, it's not gonna happen. Like somebody's gonna have a bad day at some point. It's just a matter of how big that bad day might be um, or when it could be. So more recently, I really took a step back and I looked back at what the team had accomplished, what we'd accomplished in terms of our information security culture at the company. And then I looked forward at what was coming at us from a strategic point of view across the company. And we are a global company. And so really looking out, what was it going to take for us to make sure that we got our security program in a place that we could enable the business? And so one of the things I realized is we were going to need more investment, more people, to really make sure we were proactive about that and pave the path, so to speak, so security was not a barrier to digital transformation. So just being able to articulate why you need what you need and then influence across the organization to get it, that's been a, a big learning for me, something that I didn't have to do as much in previous roles. That's incredible. I um I want to kind of double click on something that you shared with us, which is the development of the BSO program. Mm -hmm. um, this is something I've heard a lot about recently, um, and I'd love to learn about your perspective for kind of comparing what is it like before you had BSOs, and then what is it like now that there is a BSO role, um, and what function really does that uh, role perform and how is it different from a CISO? That's a great question. In, in many ways, it's a, it's a mini CISO. So the BSOs at principal and, and the role can be a little bit different in different companies. We have them aligned with business areas. And so they are, they are um, integrated, I'll call it, into a particular business area for us to take retirement, for example. Uh, the, the business division that sells 401ks and many other products as well. And they understand what's the strategy of that business? How can security help? Where might security be getting in the way? What are the compliance regulations that are compliance uh, requirements, regulations, laws? Uh, how are our customers thinking about security in that area? Are our policies and standards rigorous enough to make sure that we're doing what we need to do to protect that business area. Um, they get involved in looking at contracts sometimes, they get involved with third-party vendors, they get involved with incident response. So they really become 
that utility player similar to a, a CISO. So it's the, the breadth of the CISO role, but the scope is just for a business area. And at principle, depending on how I count, we have about five BISOs. Um, in some business areas, we also have information security officers who report into a BISO. And we have a steering group that includes all of my direct reports who lead functional teams like identity and access management, cyber defense, GRC, and then all the BISOs. And so all of us together, it's about eight people, we uh, govern essentially the program. And so it gives us the perspective of what's working for the business, what's not working for the business, how do we get the, the resources needed to get uh, the priority work done, and uh, it, it gives us that togetherness, I'll call it, so that we're doing the right thing, both from a security point of view and from a business point of view. It's been very successful for us and they are relied on in the business areas quite a bit and uh, interact with business risk professionals, privacy, legal, audit teams, all those kinds of things. That is so cool. You know, Meg, hearing you tell this story, uh, you kind of make it sound easy. Uh, you certainly make it sound fun. And I wonder if you would share with our listeners, what are some of the challenges that you've experienced along the way? Oh, well, there's no shortage of challenges. Um, it, it is what keeps me going. It keeps it interesting, right? If, if there were no challenges, the job would be boring and, and that would uh, not work for me. So there's been no lack of challenges. But, you know, as I think about challenges, usually there's firefighting challenges, operational challenges. Um, there's, there's bigger challenges around how are we gonna get this strategic initiative done when we have people working on other things. But if I, if I really think about one of the biggest challenges, probably just looking back in the last couple, several years, you know, we were very well positioned to, to move work uh, remote globally. We had security tools in place. It had already been done. It wasn't a new thing. We pride, principal prides ourselves in having a flexible workforce. We assessed the risk associated with some of the solutions and processes that needed to scale. Uh, scale up for remote work. We needed to create some new solutions as well. And it was really a challenge to focus on doing the te technology solutions and the work when there was actually a lot of fear and confusion in the world about you know, their health, their family's health, education of their children, job security. And so just making sure that the challenge was ensuring that the team felt that they were supported through getting what they needed from leaders from me, felt recognized for the work because there was no shortage of distractions at home. You know, everybody got used to it, figured out how to make it work, but it, it was just what we did in 2020, 2021. But looking back, it was an incredibly challenging time. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I think that it is particularly interesting to think not only how is something like a global pandemic affecting each one of us and our friends and our colleagues, but also to consider that some people's day job is information security work, which is kind of by the nature of it stressful to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, and then you put all of these other things on top. Um, and I think it's just fantastic um, to hear uh, that you were so aware of that uh, for your teams uh, and that that's something that you really 
thought about uh, and that you really focused on. Thank you. Meg, I want to ask you about how you do some things in security. How do you do strategic things? How do you create a security roadmap? How do you create a security strategy? Um, and then how do you make it happen? I'd love to hear um, about your approach. Sure. And our approach has evolved over the last couple of years, but we generally, it, it, generally at the core, uh, we align to our enterprise strategy. So in, in that regard, it's easy. Where is the company heading? What's going to be important from a business point of view? Where are the geogra geographical regions we might be expanding in? All those kinds of things will play in and be inputs to our strategy. And at the foundation of that, of our company strategy is our core values. And for principle, start with the customer, do what's right, own what's next and invest for our future. And so with those core values, you can hear information security in each one of them, at least I can. Um, aside from just being connected to the business strategy, we're also very connected to the technology strategy. So we understand the conversations that are taking place and we can look at that and say, okay, this is where the business is headed. This is where technology is headed. Of course, one of our inputs is external threat environment, as well as uh, uh, maturity gaps that we may know that we have related to either compliance requirements or uh, the, the technology has changed and we need to, to shore up some controls or something such as that. And we adjust along the way for short-term and, and long-term outcomes, but we build our roadmap with all of those inputs. And uh, we end up with uh, what we call high-level initiatives. And then beneath those high-level initiatives are operational plans. The great thing about the information security program at Principal is we have one program. So technology enables the company and it enables the company as one. So the technology team allows us to mitigate risks across the entire organization because we are following sort of the same playbook when it comes to, to technology. So we're looking at the cloud, for example, and, and it, we're really looking at the cloud from an enterprise point of view. We're not looking at it business unit by business unit. And as you know, Caroline, complexity is the enemy of security. So from a strategic point of view, if you know that you're going to embark on a strategy in a shared way, from a security point of view, you can protect that strategy. If there's a multitude of ways that your business is going to approach things, you have to protect in a multitude of ways, which adds a lot of complexity to the security team. So we have a clear roadmap and we have systems for mitigating risk across that roadmap. And our culture supports security. So our culture, back to our core values, start with the customer. We know our customers need us to protect their data and their retirement savings, their money. And, and every person in every role at the company understands that. So we don't have to convince people that security is the right thing to do. They already know that. So we see that as a partnership with them to execute on our strategy while we're executing on the strategies of technology, the strategies of the business. Very, very cool. 
you and I uh, happen to be at organizations where we do have that benefit of security as a value at the organization. Uh, certainly that's not the case everywhere, um, but when it is the case, um, it's really nice. I agree. Meg, I wanna, I wanna switch gears a little bit um, and ask you about some of your, I'll call them extracurriculars. Uh, you're on the FSI SAG Board of Directors. You are co-executive sponsor for Women in IT at Principal. You're also involved in a group called Cyversity. Uh, you're a really busy person. You've got a really <laughs> busy day job. Um, and you also choose to, uh, as I understand it, uh, give your time uh, to these. And I would love to know um, why you do it. What, what drives you to, to also uh, spend your time on these activities? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and um, I come from a place where I think, well, everybody does this, right? Uh, um, information security is, is not just a job. You go and you work 40 hours. There's a community of people. And probably what drives me in addition to that is the community helped me. Uh, when I was a naive CISO, I got a lot of help from my peers. I was able to bounce things off of them and say, here's how I'm thinking about this. And they would say, in my experience, here's what's worked or good job, that's, that's a great idea. And the pipeline for talent and security, we all know we need more people to be interested in this profession. And so I feel like it's, it's just something I have to do to bring up others in this field. And whether that's people already in the field who are capable of more, you know, being a company's next CISO, or if it's people that are outside of the field and want to break in. And, and that's what I'm doing with Cyversity. So Cyversity, I had um, two mentors. I just finished up uh, a six-month engagement with them, and I have a couple of others um, waiting in the, in the stage to get started. And they were both professional people who wanted to to want to break into the cybersecurity field. And so we had a lot of good conversation about the skills they brought to the table. I was very impressed by the skills that they had. They hadn't worked in cyber, but the project management skills, the business skills, the engineering skills, all those skills are great. And so part of what I did as a mentor is help them be confident that the skills that they had could be ported into the cybersecurity community. And so I, I intend to actually, I will meet one of my mentees in June at RSA. And I intend to continue to, to help them out to the, to the best of my ability as they navigate their next career uh, step. Uh, the, the Financial Services Information Sharing and Analysis Center, the ISAC board, um, I'm in my sixth year of two terms of being a director and I've learned a lot. It's really widened my exposure to how information sharing organizations and governments around the world are interacting with the financial sector businesses to protect our, our financial ecosystem. And that's never been more important. So just learning about what are the, what are the things that boards do? Um, what are the things that we should be doing from an oversight point of view to make sure management's doing their job? 
And I think that'll be great experience that I'll be able to leverage should I ever be um, on the board of a private company in the future, which I would love to be. Um, and again, it's, it's about giving back. So that cybersecurity knowledge that I've picked up along my career, I think I can help others. And I guess the last one, women IT at principal. So that's also been very fulfilling. It's been fun. Um, even at a company with a long history of females in technology and leadership, there's still a, a opportunity to make sure that there's a forum for both females and, and we um, have male alleys as well. It benefits everyone and it's another way to give back. It just happens to be here at Principal. And uh, we're very proud of, of the females that we have at Principal right now. We have 35% uh, of technology employees worldwide are female and 44% of our United States tech leaders are female. So we feel good about those numbers. Of course, we want them to get higher, but uh, we feel pretty good about them as, as uh, how we compare outside of the company. That's extraordinary. Those are really, really strong statistics. Um, they are. And I expect that, you know, in order to achieve those numbers, uh, clearly there's focused effort. Uh, that is so cool. I find that to be very inspiring. I'm thrilled to hear that you'll be at RSA conference in June. I will also be there. Oh, Let's great. definitely meet up. Um, and thank you so, so much uh, for taking the time to speak with me today. Oh, it was a lot of fun, Caroline. It was great getting caught up. Thank you. Humans of InfoSec is brought to you by Cobalt, a pen test as a service company. You can find us on Twitter at Humans of InfoSec. Mm -hmm.